Okay, welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I am your host, Elise DeLucci, and we're here live in my living room. Today we're talking about periods. I know, not, not like cliche periods. We're talking about why the hell are people making periods so damn popular? I'll tell you why. I heard there's a new color, a new Pantone color called period red. I just, I can't. I am done with this. We, we'll get into it. Um, We're going to talk about Dating during COVID, are you doing that? I mean, a lot of people are doing that because what else are you going to be doing? Just sitting there. If you're single, what are you going to do? Just sit there and watch reruns of Happy Days? I mean, of course you're, you're dating. Um, and let, we're going to also talk about gift giving with new partners. Do you have a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend? You, you're giving gifts. Holidays are coming. Let's talk about that. I also have a really good face cream to tell you guys about. A super cheap face cream. It's a dupe for a very expensive one. So um, you're going to love that. And we're going to have some questions from the audience. So take a sip of your drink, stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy talking with me, Elise, your new BFF. So back to the day. Do you know the average woman is going to eat four pounds of lipstick in her lifetime? Is that not disgusting? That's a real fact. The average woman's going to eat four pounds of lipstick in her lifetime. Yeah. Four pounds of lipstick is equivalent almost to a bag of sugar. A bag of sugar is five pounds. You know what else is equivalent to four pounds? A two liter bottle of soda. Can you imagine that? I can't even I can't even begin to think that's the case. I cannot even begin to think that. And by the way, you have to wear lipstick all the time. I think if you're going to accumulate four pounds in your mouth over a whole lifetime, right? Right. So how, how are you guys doing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm okay. The, the kids started school, you know, not remote school, uh, in-person school. And so that's, I think I said that last week too. And it's just been a little much because... You know, how are you supposed to work your full-time job and do the school? It's not easy. Um, one of the things that's been getting me through is chocolate hummus. Have you had this? It's delicious. Sabra makes it. <laughs> I was in Target walking down the food aisle, as one does, and I saw this thing. It was hummus, but it was chocolate-colored, so, chocolate so I picked it up. And it's dark chocolate hummus. And it doesn't look the most appetizing, you know, when you're spooning it out, but it is beautiful. And you know what, just the fact to know that you're eating something that's chocolate, but really chickpeas, it just makes you feel better psycho psychologically, you know. On the food note, you know what I got uh, this week that's really good? Um, and I had one before. Do you guys use a brown sugar preserver? I know this is okay. So let me tell you, <clears throat> there's this catalog. Yes, catalog that I subscribe to called Miles Kimball. They sell the most interesting things in there. Like um, you know, Velcro shoes and bra extenders, but they do have a home section. Okay. They have a home section and they have like these quirky little things in there. And sometimes I feel like you could find that in catalogs. Sometimes you, I get a random catalog and you're like, Oh my God, I never knew I needed that back scratcher. That's also, you know, a, a shoehorn, but I'm going to totally get it. So this is like Miles Kimmel, right? So I'm flipping through the catalog and I see this little thing. It's a ter it's a terracotta disc and it said brown sugar preserver. And basically what it is, it's just it's literally, that's what it is. A terracotta disc, you, you wet it in water and then you put it in your bag of brown sugar and it preserves it. Cause you know, I don't know about you, but I buy brown sugar like once a year. I keep it in the domino plastic bag and then Christmas time comes around and I'm doing my baking and I go to get the brown sugar out of the pantry and it's as hot as rocks. And then I'm annoyed because I got to go back to the store and buy the sugar. I feel like you probably do the same thing. So uh, what I did last year, I did a whole new thing. I put my sh brown sugar in a, um, a mason jar, you know, kind of the one with a latch. But when I opened it, it was still a little hard. So I found this thing brown sugar preserver. All you do is you wet it and you throw it in. And you can bury it, bury it in the, the brown sugar sand. 
It actually really works. I'm, I'm doing a test. And I sold my girlfriends on it too. It's hilarious. Everybody, everybody's going crazy over this brown sugar preserver. It, it's like a couple of hours, you know? Anyway, um, <clears throat> so, you know, I read this article and I feel that like you girls are going to think it's so insane. Do you know Pantone? Pantone is sort of like the color registry. Pant you know, if you, I, I feel like I know about Pantone just from, I took a lot of painting and fashion and artsy classes over the years. But, and if you, and you, maybe you work in the industry, maybe you know about Pantone, but if you don't know about Pantone, it's basically like the standard language for color. So, you know, graphic designers use Pantone colors when they're trying to describe maybe a logo color or fashion designers, you know, they use Pantone colors, like, you know, something like lapis blue, you know, we all know that's kind of like that brightish beautiful blue. That's a Pantone color. They named it. And so I think that maybe it's like an industry term. I, I don't know. Anyway. So Pantone comes out with this new color this year, right? You know what it's called? It's called period red. Can you die? It, and you know, you know why they did it? They're hoping that people are going to talk about that part of life because it usually goes unmentioned. And it's like, really? It's going unmentioned for a freaking reason. Okay. Nobody wants to talk about their bloody periods. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I definitely don't want to. But there's this whole movement. There's this whole movement. Like people feel that, um, you know, there's almost like period poverty. Like it's shameful to talk about your period. And listen, I get it. I totally get it. Like if you get your period and you're a 12, 13 year old girl and you got to tell your father that you need, you know, sanitary napkins and tampons, that's not a comfortable conversation to have. That is not comfortable whatsoever. But really, I mean, you know, I just don't think that we need to go have these products or have this big, this big to do over periods. You know, it's like, we all know it's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens to every single woman, you know, on, in the planet and, and it's just a part of life. And why do we need to go advertising that part of life? That's you know, freaking private, private. I mean, like, really? I mean, like, what, what do, is there going to be a yellow? Is Pantone going to come out with a yellow urine yellow? I mean, it's literally horrific. So and listen, you'll die. So the, the vice president of Pantone, she says that this Pantone, you know, period red, it emboldens people who menstruate to talk proudly about who they are. And you know what? Listen, I get my period every month. I don't need to be talking about it. I do not want to talk about it. I don't want to be painting my walls, period red. <laughs> I don't want to go into the nail salon and say, oh, it's almost Christmas. I'll have period red on these nails. No, I have no interest in that. No interest. And it's like, this isn't the only thing. I mean, I just read this article about period red, the color. But and I can't, I really, I just can't get over it. I can't get it out of my head. But you know what else is ridiculous? There's been a whole period trend, I'm sure you've noticed, right? I mean, like, do you know, you remember last year, do you know last year they came out with the period emoji? Did you know that? Like, because I actually didn't know when it came out last year. I had a friend tell me like a few weeks later and I was like, what the hell, a period emoji? What the hell is it? Is a girl say, I didn't know what it was. It's a red droplet. It's a, it's a droplet. So if you go in your iPhone and you type in blood, What's going to come up is going to be a little red rain droplet. And, and it, they're saying it's for blood, it's, but it's for period blood. So there's a difference. It's not, oh, mommy, I scraped my knee. I need a Band-Aid on text. And this thing, this red droplet comes up. It's like, no, I got my period and there's blood all over the place. And then the red droplet comes up. I mean, really, it's so disgusting. I'm sorry. I, like, I think I said this in the last episode. I am, I'm super pro girl. I'm girl power central. <clears throat> I work, I have a career, I'm college educated. I with blah, blah, the whole bit, but I just don't want to talk about my period. I don't want to talk about it. 
I really don't even like to talk about it with my girlfriends. I mean, so, you know, it's like, oh, I got my period, my stomach hurts. That's the end of it. Nobody's talking, we're not talking about our flows all the time. And I don't want to talk about my boyfriend. And I don't want to be talking about it on text. I don't want to have a digital record of me talking about my period. I'm sure you feel the same way, right? It's disgusting. It's just so disgusting. People feel these people, there's this whole, there's like lobby groups. And a lot of them came out of the UK. They feel that like, there's, a, there's this attitude of embarrassment and, and, and discretion about, your period, and, and that sort of permeates throughout society. And you want to know what? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, are we talking about, like, men and their wet dreams or that kind of shit? No, we're not. Some things should stay private. And that, to me, is one of them. I, I don't know how you feel, but I, it's disgusting. And, you know, on that note, on that note, period underwear. Could you die? Have you tried these? Thanks. I don't even want to say the brand because, you know, I don't need anyone coming after me for any particular reason, but everybody knows the brand. That's the brand. I have no interest. You know what their slogan is? Goodbye to leak anxiety. Leak anxiety. Wear, your, wear these underwear. Don't wear. So let me get this straight. I'm going to have my period. I'm going to not wear a tampon or a pad or a panty liner. I'm going to put on your underwear, okay? And you're going to, that's going to absorb this blood, okay? And then you're going to tell me that I'm saying goodbye to leak anxiety. I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm saying hello to leak anxiety. I'm saying where the F is this shit going? I, I, I do not get it. I don't get it. Now, I also don't get things like using the cup and stuff like that. You know, I know some girls, they do that. I, I honestly, I, I'm just like, maybe I'm old fashioned. I just want a pad. I just want a maxi pair with wings. And, you know, I could do a tampon, but you want, that's just, that's just what I want. I do not want to wear underwear. I, have you tried these? Do you like them? They say, they, I have a friend and she, she really likes them. And she's like, no, Elise, you don't understand. These are fabulous. These are fabulous. It's going to change your life. I said, I, I don't care. I, I literally don't care. That's like me trying to get like, you trying to force me to eat like sugar-free chocolate. It's never happening. It's just never happening. You know, tell me, she goes, Elise, it's so good. She's like, in the morning, you know, when it's that time in the month, you put this underwear on and it holds up to four tampons worth of period. And I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I mean, and then you have to worry about what, what, like, does that smell? Like, I don't even, I can't even think about it. I can't even think about it. it I'm not, I'm not sold on that product. I don't know if you're sold. And I don't even know how it works, by the way. Apparently there's some absorbent something rather after you're done with, <laughs> after you're done with your four tampons worth, period. You just what, throw them in the hamper or something and then wait until you do your laundry. Get out of here. I'm ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So are you guys, um, are you dating during COVID? Are you single? Are you single? Do you have a relationship? Did you get in a relationship after COVID? What's the deal with that? everything's so funny. You know, it's like, it's, to me, it's so strange. It's like, you know, if you date, if you just like dating single, play in the field, going out on your match dates, whatever you're doing, it's like, and if you were seeing some of the kind of liked out of the wolf pack, you know, and then like COVID happens and all of a sudden it's like you go from, you know, casual dating, a nice dinner, maybe once a week to then like what he effing moves in like this, that, that, that's so not cool. It's not, you, 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 you cheated. You got cheated out of all the goodness from casual wolf pack dating, getting them, you know, them, them wanting to, to be exclusive with you, hammering down, maybe little gifts and flowers, a little card, whatever they do. You missed all that because you went from that to then cooking a lasagna, and, you know, at your house, and this this guy sitting sitting on your couch, his hands down his pants, you know, watching Jeopardy at seven p.m. No, I, I'm not into that. But 
but but that's the thing COVID dating I, I you know I I get it though, because like, who the hell wants to be alone? I don't want to. I, I I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone in this time, you know. And, and I, I mentioned to you guys before. I mean, I definitely on TikTok, but you know, I'm a single mother. I have two daughters, and you know, my ex and I have a joint custody. So you know, my my daughters aren't even with me half the time, and that that that's hard enough as it is. You know, it's like sometimes I feel like I'm a childless mother when they're with their father. It's it's horrible. But it's like, and then. And then, and then I'm all alone, and I'm working from home, and I'm and 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 there's a toilet paper out shortage, outage shortage in the world, and the whole world's a muck, and there's curfews in New York. Everybody has to stay at eight o'clock, and on top of that, you expect me to like what? Not date? But that's insane. In the beginning of this whole thing, you know, well, I I, I was seeing somebody, so it was it was fine, but for me, but you know, it was also fun like doing the FaceTime thing. Like, I felt like that was sort of a, a new element of dating. Like, you know, you just FaceTime calling because you really, because you can't see each other, you know? But um, I'm curious to know what you guys think about COVID dating. I, I, I feel like us girls, we got cheated. Listen, listen, and you know what? Some, some, some broads may like it. Some broads, they, they, they just, they, they just want the guy in the house. They just want to be at his house. They just want to sit home and play house. If that's for you, then great. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want that. I, I don't want that. I have it. I don't. <laughs> I have it. Do I want it? I don't know. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, you know, when you bet, when you met, when you've been married, you've been there, done that. Do you want to do it again? So soon, without a ring, without a wedding, all that hullabaloo. You know, I don't know. Anyway, um, on the dating note, on the dating note. So it was my birthday recently, and I was talking on TikTok. Um, well, I was talking to my girlfriends in real life, my real girlfriends, my real physical girlfriends in the physical presence, not that you, my TikTok girlfriends, are my real girlfriends, my physical real girlfriends. We were talking about gift giving in new relationships and estab already established relationships and in marriage and all that kind of stuff. And everybody has like this funny thing. So, you know, they have their preferences. So I said to my friends, like, what would you rather do? Would you, if, if it's your birthday, and this is not because I had this situation, this is just like a, a natural thing that came up, but if it's your birthday, right? As it was my birthday. Do you want your boyfriend or the person you're dating to pick out a gift for you or, and give you something? Or do you want them to take you shopping? And I posted this thing on TikTok and I felt like the majority of the responses is everybody wanted their boyfriends to pick them out something. And you know what? That's how I feel. For my birthday, I want him to pick me out something. I want him to a few weeks in advance, go to the store and get me a card. I know that didn't happen. I know he got that card definitely five seconds before he saw me, but I want him to go to the store and get me a card. And then I want him to go to the store and pick something out that he thinks that I would like. I don't give a shit if it's a stuffed koala bear. I just want it. You know, I just want him, I want him to pick it out. I want him to see something in the store and say, oh my God, that makes me think of my girlfriend. She would really like that. Or, oh, that scarf is such a pretty shade of pink. I would like to see her in that. I mean, you know, and do guys, I was telling my therapist this, by the way, and, to, and he's like, Elise, really? He's like, really? Do do like, hello, earth to Elise. What guys do everything last minute. He's like, I've been married 40 years. My wife is still telling me she wants me to get her gift a month in advance. He's like, I don't do it. I'm 40 years in, <laughs> but, but I, 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 I do. I like, I like the idea of the man picking out you now someone shopping, taking you shopping. I don't like that. What are you, what are you, Richard Gere? What, are, what am I, Julia Roberts and pretty woman? I don't want that shit. What, what am I, what, I, what, what am I, a corner hooker? I don't need you to take me out shopping. I, I, I buy my own damn stuff. Okay. I don't like that. I don't know why I'm funny about that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. 
I guess if I was dating Jeff Bezos, right, if he was my boyfriend and he said, you know, babe, let's go to Bergdorf's today or let's go to Neiman Marcus and I'm going to get you whatever you want and I'm just going to sit in the corner and be a workaholic and be on my phone and my credit cards at the register, go on all the floors, come meet me in three hours, I don't care what you do, whatever. And by the way, have the clothes shipped to your house or your stuff so I don't even have to see it, we don't have to walk around the street with it. That's ideal. That would be great, right? But who's dating Jeff Bezos? Not me, not you. Maybe you are, who knows? But I don't, but I do not like the idea of like, why? So let me, let me get this straight. So, you know, you wake up, you get dressed together and get in the car. What you go to Macy's and you get to Macy's and what, what, what are you in the underwear section? Are you in the lingerie section and you're walking around while checking things, looking at things. Oh, this looks like, look, you know, touching the racks, looking for your, your size, looking for your size large, looking at the price tag. And what is he doing? Like a schmo standing next to you. I want nothing to do with that. It's so uncomfortable. I'm sure there are people that disagree. I just don't like it. It's not for me. And, and then, and forget, so forget about lingerie, right? Say, say it's jeans. Say it's jeans. Oh, cause that, that, that's, that's always comfortable. So that, that, that's normal. That's normal. Like, like never on God's green earth would I take my boyfriend into the jeans section and then have him watch me be the disaster that I am trying to find the right mom jean. That, that, that hides every everything in my body. Oh, wait, and then is he going to be in the fitting room outside or something while I'm trying on these jeans? Because it's going to be like a mother effing earthquake in there because I'm jumping, I'm ripping the buttons open, I'm squeezing, I'm crying that these other jeans have no stretch in them. I, I want, no, no. I do not want you to come shopping with me. And I don't want you to come shop, like in that regard. And, and, and then with because the, the goal is to buy something. I don't want you to come shopping with me to buy something. Now, it is entirely different if, you know, you happen to be in the mall with your significant other and, you know, you need to pick something up and you're like, babe, I'm just going to run to the store, whatever. Let, like, fine. Like, let them go wait on the bench outside the store and you go do your thing. But like, both going in the store, looking around for like a present for you, for your birthday. Like, and why should you pick out your own birthday gift? You know, why should I pick out my own gift? You pick it out. You pick, you, you dated me, impressed me, you know? But anyway, so, so my, girl, my girlfriends, a lot of them, they agree with me. They agree with me. But all girls like that because it's like, we're all, we're all like, Disney princesses dying for the fairy tale. We all want Prince Charming to show up with something just wonderful that he just knows that we would like. But you know, it's like an early, one of my friends was like, Alicia's like, you know, it, when you're early dating with somebody, like when it's new, if you, you know, if you have a boyfriend two, three months, or maybe you could like, you know, on four or five dates, like she was like gift giving. It's, it's, it's not, it's just all these little cute trinkets, you know, um, and they might be motivated to buy these things because they're trying to escalate, you know, your relationship. They're trying to, you know, get it to the next level, get you to be their girlfriend or whatever. And, and, you know, and she feels that like, and these are, could even be reciprocal. Like he could be buying you a little something. And I'm not necessarily talking about a birthday or an occasion, but just in general, like a little gift giving early in the relationship is normal. And I agree with that. Not all men do that though. They just don't. And I don't know why. They should be more thoughtful. But in, in, in established relationships, marriages, you've been together for five years, you know, people say, and one of my friends was like, well, I think that's when the gifts become more symbolic. And I'm like, all right, what is it? Your second wedding anniversary and he's going to go find you a paper notebook? Like, well, great. That's symbolic. But I, I think actually when you're more in like established relationships like a marriage, you, you know, you think... They, they, like, like, I, I, like at that stage, like, is it nice to get a little surprise, something that he picked out? Yeah, but you know what? I think when you're married, life hits you like a ton of bricks. You're working, you got, you got your kids, 
you got your bills, you got all this nonsense you got to take care of, who's having a christening, who's having a bris, we, everything, everyone's pulling you a million different directions, you know, so it's like, maybe in that case, make your Amazon list, right, I can make an Amazon list or an iCloud album and take screenshots of everything that I like and just send it to him, because who gives a shit, right, who, who, who gives a shit at that point, but, but I, but for birthdays, for birthdays, and in, in the newish stages of a relationship, which I think is like sub one year, I think that they should pick something out for you. I'm wondering what you girls think. Like, just, it's an, un, it's uncomfortable too, gift giving. Because then it's like, how, you know, it, it's like, you don't know if you, and if you're shopping, that's the thing, that's what I said to my friend. I said, my girl, if you're shopping with him, you don't know how much he wants to spend. Like, what, do you establish a price limit right out of the gate? Okay, when you're in the car, you're on the way to Macy's, oh, you're parking in the car parking, you're like, so, um, do you mind, so we're going to be shopping together for my birthday gift, how much, what's my budget? Like, what is, what is, what is he, daddy dearest? Get the hell out of here. It's too, it's too much. Anyway, I want to tell you about this product. You might know this. Do you know the brand Walita? It's a, they make lotions. Do you know this brand? Well, so I, I found this brand on Amazon, Okay. It's a, it's a skin cream and uh, the, it's called Walita Skin, skin Food. And it is a perfect dupe to Lemur. Do you know Lemur? Creme de Lemur. If you go to their website, I think it's like Lemur.com. If you go to Bergdorf Goodman, you know, I think that's one of the most expensive stores in the world here in New York. It's, um, it's there. Let me tell you how much Lemur is, okay? If you want to buy two ounces of cream, two ounces of Lemur cream, comes in a little pot, little fancy white pot, $375. Could you die? Could you die? Would you not keel over? Someone says to you, oh, you should go try this new face cream at the counter in the department store. So there you go, all excited at the counter. Oh, wait, my girlfriend told me about this cream. Can I have a little sample they put on your wrist? They give you a little, then they give you a little, little one of those little tearaway pouches to take with you. And they're like, oh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to come back, you know, and let you know how it works. But I'm probably going to get it because she said it was amazing. How much is it, by the way? And they're like, $375. I would freaking faint. I would faint. I would literally faint. I would never buy that. I would just never buy it. So you know what? But people swear by it. Okay. And, and you can, you want to laugh? You want to laugh? <laughs> Get rid of it. What, can you guess what the key ingredients of Lamar is? The $375 cream, two ounces of cream. The key ingredients is miracle broth and lime tea. Can you, can you die? Miracle broth. Oh, what is Lemur made out of? <laughs> oh, I have a lanolin allergy. Do you mind me telling me what Lemur is made of? Oh, oh, miss. It's made of miracle broth and lime tea. Like, she might as well say tiny baby fuzzies off of a newborn baby's ass. Like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So, you know, but of course, so I never bought it. But, you know, I, I've read about it in Vogue and all that, those kind of magazines. And I know some girls that have it, and, you know, whatever. But I, I don't care. I, I, I would never do that. I just would never. $375 grocery shopping for a month. Okay, for a month. So, Walita. Complete dupe. It's for two and a half ounces on Amazon, $12. Okay, comes in a bright green tube. Not a cute little pot, bright green tube. But actually, you could argue that a uh, tube is easier because, or better because it's, it's, it's more sanitary. Sometimes the pot, you know, you put in your hands in the pot, and it's, you know, it's just not good. But anyway, what's nice about Walita is that it, it's called Walita Skin Food. It's, it, 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 if your skin is dry, it, it solves everything. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. I have funny skin. 
in the summer, my skin is oily and I could break out very easily. And in the winter, for whatever reason, it just gets dry, 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 especially like around like my jaw, my chin, it just gets so dry. And, and, and I could put lotion on in the morning and then by four o'clock in the afternoon, I feel like my skin is flaking. And so I never really found a lotion that was thick enough. And I've tried everything. And I have sensitive skin, by the way. So I've tried, you know, CeraVe and I mean, I would even, I've even, I've even done Aquaphor, which I mean, that's not even a lotion, you know, that's like what you put on the baby's ass. So like for a rash or something, that's really like petroleum jelly kind of stuff. But I was desperate. So I found Melita and it's amazing. It's all natural ingredients. I mean, of course it doesn't have miracle bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. Of course, it doesn't have miracle broth in it and lime tea, but it's so good. Walita skin food. I think you should try it. Walita skin food instead of Lamer. And here's the thing. If you don't like super thick, because it is super thick cream, super thick, it's really, it's really dense. Um, someone once online, which is disgusting, described it as a consistency for cream cheese. I disagree. I use it and I wouldn't be putting cream cheese on my face. This is, it's just a very thick cream. It's for like the dead of winter or if you have horribly dry skin and you could use it anywhere, by the way, you don't just have to use it. I use it on my face, but I put just a dot, just a dot on my face, but you could use it on your elbows, on your feet, wherever you want to use it, you can use it. But what's nice is that the, about this brand is that if will lead a skin food is too thick. If you get it and it's really, you feel like it's just really greasy, even the tiniest dot, they make, um, they make a, a, a lotion for babies. It's like called Walita face cream or something for babies. And it's the same exact, um, lotion, like a lot of the same ingredients, but it's just lighter because obviously it's, it's for infants. And so if you don't, if you don't like the thick, thick Walita cream, um, or you don't like just thick creams in general, you could try Walita face cream for baby is good. And, and there you go. So how about Lamar? Why don't you go shove it with your miracle broth and your $375, two ounces of lotion. Sounds insane. Anyway, so um, I get, you know, questions from the audience. You know, I, I tell you on TikTok and I love, I love getting these questions or comments when I say, what should I talk about on the podcast? I'm new to podcasting. And, and you guys like tell me. So um, here's a question. I'm answering two questions per podcast. So here's a question. Elise, how do I make friends as an adult? That's the question. How do I make friends as an adult? And, I, you know, okay, so I think that this is a hard question, but I can definitely um, empathize with this question because for whatever reason, I've always found, I have a lot of girlfriends now. Now I have a lot of girlfriends. But when I was a, a younger adult, I found it hard to make friends for whatever reason. I always had my friends, um, you know, from when I was like young, like maybe your friends when you're grown up, or your friends from high school, college, you know, those, those few people that you keep in touch with. But when you get into the work world, especially if you live in a big city and you moved there, you know, all by yourself, I don't know if you, the person who asked me this question, if you moved to a, a big city and, you know, you're all sort of all alone. But if you do move to a city or you're alone or for whatever reason and you want to make some friends, it's hard. And, and I had a hard time doing that. Even though I'm born and raised New Yorker, I found it difficult to make friends in Manhattan when I was in my early 20s, um, just because I feel like the city was very transient. People were clicky. I didn't necessarily work at places that were that had big groups of clicks that I could just hop right in and have sort of Insta friends, you know. Um, I had to work at that. So I, I made friends, and my advice is make friends with the people that – so if you have a boyfriend and you go out with, obviously, some of his people – I would make friends with them. You know, if there's a cool girl that you like, I would just, you know, 
if you're out and you're at a bar, I would literally just say, oh my God, we should hang out. Let me, let me give you my number. That's how I used to do it. Or I took a lot of classes. I think I might have mentioned that earlier. Did I mention that earlier? I took, um, I'm not like the biggest drinker. I mean, I love to go out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like the biggest drinker drinker. And um, like, I don't get shit faced. I just, I can't, I just can't. Like, I, I just can't do it. But enough for any reason. It just doesn't, it doesn't work out for me. My stomach's too sensitive. But, you know, I always took class. I took like watercolor class. I took an upholstery class. I took an architecture class. I took an interior design class. You could tell how that worked out for me if you were watching this on uh, video by any chance because you'll see my velvet curtains with tassels on them. I don't know if people would say that I have a sophisticated interior design taste, but that's okay. So um, in those classes, I always met girls that I liked. And it was weird because, you know, I would be standing at my little desk and doing whatever the painting was, whatever the project was, whatever the class was. And it's intimidating to talk to the other people, but I would, I would eventually talk to them. Um, and usually I would always start by complimenting them, you know, Oh, I like your shirt or, Oh, what do you do for a job? Or, Oh, this teacher's so great. And then, you know, just lead into that natural transition. Um, and, and then, and then next thing you know, you know, you can say you want to grab a cup of coffee. I mean, that would be my two cents on how to make friends as an adult. If you don't take any classes, if you don't have a boyfriend, if you don't have any other friends that have friends of friends that you, you know, you could sort of befriend. I think that it's okay to even go online, you know, and if you meet people like online, I mean, it sounds maybe a little weird, but if you're on Facebook, you know, when you join groups, like I'm part of this one group, it's called Upper East Side Mamas. It's a group It has 30, if you're a mother, you should just join it. It's a 30,000, you could friend me on Facebook and I'll like let you in because it's a private air quotes group, but it's like 30,000 mothers that are all over the country. It started as a little mom group on the Upper East Side of Manhattan um, for these Upper East Side moms. And then it just grew, grew so big. And then you got all these Manhattan moms joining. And then, then it went all over the country. And there's literally moms everywhere. That's such a cool group because there's people from all over the place. And they'll be talking about all these different mom issues or all these different just, you know, just, just women issues. And and you, there's always these meetups, not, not structured. Someone will just say, oh my God, I'm on maternity leave. And like, I'm desperate to like, you know, go for a latte with somebody. Does anybody want to do it? And like, there are girls that were like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'll totally do it. And there are people that say, oh, you want to take a mommy and me class together? That I, I, I really like doing groups. I think it sounds a little weird and shady. Like my grandmother would be like, what? You're going out with somebody you met on the internet? Are you kidding me? But I, I actually think, I think it's good. So that's what I would recommend. Um, the second question hits home, like really home for me. It's um, my husband and I are divorced. My ex-husband and I are divorced. And my kids ask me, why... Why don't me and daddy live together? And I can really relate to that because obviously I'm divorced and I have two kids. And my older daughter doesn't ask too many questions. She's, she's a bit more shy, but my younger daughter does ask a lot of questions and, um, and it's hard. And what do you say? I think there's some stock answers that you know people say, oh, well, we, we're still a family and we love each other. But I feel like the things that I tell my daughter when she asks me, I tell her like every family is different. You know, again, living in Manhattan, they're meeting all kinds of families They at school. The, you know, who has two dads, who has two moms, who has just only a dad, who has grandparents as parents and their parents aren't around, you know, whose nanny's raising them, you know? So I say to my girls, every family's different. And that, it's, listen, it doesn't, I'm saying this like a broken record. Sometimes they still ask me. I also tell them things like, you know, listen, two homes are more fun. Isn't that so cool? You get two bedrooms, you know, you get, you get two TVs, you get two Christmas trees, you know? Um, I also, 
tell them that we are still a family and we live in different houses. So when they're saying to me, like, you know, why don't you and daddy live together? It's like, well, mommy and daddy loved each other. Mommy and daddy were boyfriend and girlfriend at one time and we loved each other. And then we got married and we became a family and we had you girls and we're a family. And then mommy and daddy decided that we're still a family, but mommy and daddy were going to live in separate houses. And we're a family that lives in different houses, just like how grandma and grandpa live in a different house and we're a family. Mommy and daddy live in a different house and we're a family. And I say that kind of stuff and I just try to normalize it and say, give those examples like grandma and grandpa or aunt and uncle and hopefully that they get it. Um, that's something I do. And then the, the last thing that I do really on that um, topic is I always tell my daughters that I miss them when they're not here, you know, and I don't, but I don't say like, oh, I miss you when you're at mom, when you're not at mommy's house or, oh, I miss you when you're at daddy's house. I say to them, oh, um, I miss you not being home. You know, very, I'm very um, particular with always calling my house home. Not that I wouldn't, but some people refer to their, some people that are divorced and have children refer to the houses as mommy's house and daddy's house. I think that that's okay how you refer to it when you're an adult, around adult people. When you're talking to the kids, even teenager kids, I think you have to say, like, oh, I, you know, hi, oh, I'm, you know, if they're at the kid, the dad's house, oh, I miss you so much. I can't wait for you to come home. Oh, you know, and all that. I think that, that that also makes them feel that it's just a more normal situation. So, that's um, my two cents. Anyway, so <clears throat> this has been fun. We are closing it out as we normally do with the quote. And I love this quote. It's by Mark Twain. And it is, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mark Twain. How many times do you have an idea? Like you're like, oh my God, I'm totally going to have that idea. It's amazing. I'm going to invent it. I'm going to become a billionaire. And then you turn on Shark Tank and somebody already had that idea and is doing it. It's like, Okay, this is why I love this quote. All you gotta do, if you wanna get ahead, just take your idea and start it, whatever you wanna do. You thinking about doing the laundry later? Don't think about it, just do it, start it. And that, that's it. You, if, you, if, you get, you, if you start, you get ahead. The secret of getting ahead is getting started, I love that. Anyway, so that's all for today's episode of the Lisa Lucci Show. Thank you for listening, as always. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast in Apple Podcasts on your iPhone so you never miss an episode. We are also now on Spotify. Um, if you have the app on your phone or Spotify.com, you can also subscribe. Tell your friends. I would love more people to listen. Um, write to me, email me, follow me on TikTok. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So again, follow me on TikTok at Elise Delucci or on Instagram at Elise Delucci, and we will talk soon. Bye-bye.